Good morning, podcast listeners. I, uh, this is Ed Franklin at .nolimits.com podcast. You can contact me at edfranklin.nolimits.gmail.com. Um, this is another one of these uh, podcasts that I did and then did not really like how it turned out, so I started again. So you can notice if you're watching this, I got my hat backwards. I'm ready to get down to business. We're going to do a little reality check today. Um, I try to be as positive as possible, and this is not necessarily a negative podcast, but there's definitely uh, negative connotations to it that can lead to positivity if you don't address them, or if you do address them, excuse me. So again, edfranklin.nolimits uh, at gmail.com if you want to contact me. If you know somebody that may want to be on my podcast or you would like to be on my podcast, just to have a general conversation um, about you know, limitations or telling your story or self-esteem or whatever you really want to talk about. This is an organic thing. We're just uh, kind of trying to build my brand and trying to figure out what I want to do with this podcast. But uh, for now, I appreciate you, uh, you those of you who listen. Uh, I appreciate your feedback. And let's get started. So this topic is actually three topics I'm going to talk about today. Um, kind of... Uh, derived from some things that happened last week. And I'll tell you, the first thing that uh, happened is I got an inflammation in the back of my kneecap and I'm having, uh, I'm, I can tell you I'm in excruciating pain for the last nine or 10 days. And I uh, actually went to the doctor, so we're addressing it, but it's been very hard to walk, very difficult to drive. I was doing my soccer mom duties last week, uh, taking kids to camp, taking kids to freshman orientation. I'm even having a problem sitting here, but we'll get through it. And the second thing was, I don't know why all of a sudden in about three incidents last week with bad customer service, just things that could have easily been taken care of. It wasn't me being a jerk. Uh, I would be honest with you if it was. Um, it was about just people not being people of, pop, you know, being a person of possibility. Could have fixed things with the phone call, could have fixed things with, you know, just a little bit more effort. But, you know, when that happens, I get a little bit wound up and it's, it's going to be another part of the conversation we have here. So we're going to talk about three things today. We're going to talk about pain, uh, whether it's physical or emotional or mental, whatever that could be. And we're going to talk about anger, something that I have struggled with over the years um, in certain situations, not always. Usually I'm a pretty good, calm, even, even tempered person, but um, sometimes I let that anger get the best of me. And sometimes it's a great motivator and sometimes it's not so good for the people involved. And we're going to talk about tragedy, which if I had to define tragedy, I guess I would say that it's something that happens that's unexpected, that affects you in the moment and affects you down the road. So... Let's talk about pain first. You know, everybody, everybody out there has some kind of pain they're dealing with, whether it's physical, mental, emotional. Maybe they just went through a breakup. Maybe, um, you know, they've lost somebody uh, close to them and there's some pain there for that loss, for that person not being around anymore. And it could be some mental, I think, uh, mental pain. I think that we do a real bad job in America and maybe worldwide handling mental illness. I think we don't address it until it's too late. And that could be, you know, manifesting in someone to do something they shouldn't be doing, or it could be 
just getting so down that you don't think you can go on in life. And I tell you, um, you all have a great value to humanity. And if you don't think that we should talk, right? Or you should talk to somebody about this. Now, obviously I'm not a doctor or anything like that, but I know, I know when you can get into a situation where you're feeling very down and feeling like you don't have any value. And I can tell you, you do, you know, it's a one in four trillion chance that you you were even born. And we were happy to welcome our 14th grandchild this weekend um, into our family. And the same thing, I mean, one in a four trillion chance that that little baby was born. And we're so glad for that. And now, you know, now this little boy, like all my other grandkids, like you, like your siblings and parents, and we all have an intrinsic value in life. And we should we should appreciate that and try to get back at some level any way we can. Um, so, you know, I could go on with that for a long time. And when you're telling your story and when you're out there trying to get over those limitations, you have to understand and see in that mirror the value that you have uh, in life and that you have to other people. So, I mean, I'm re I've been responsible for a long time of taking care of other people, kids and grandkids and things like that. And I play a huge part in their life like they do in mine. And I see the value in them for me and for their friends and their parents, you know, all those and their siblings and their spouses and their boyfriends and girlfriends, all those people. So I really want to drill into your head the fact that you do have a huge value in this life. And when you recognize that, you'll perform at better levels than anything you do, whether it's physically, you know, professionally, in school and all those things when you know you have that value. You have this incredible computer in your head that um, can remember things. I kid with my wife a lot that I have all this information in my head that I would wish I could get rid of. It's like sports statistics and things like that. That's probably taken up some room that could be used for better things, but nevertheless, it's there. And um, the fact that I can recall those things still and you know on a regular basis is a great thing. So let's talk about, let's shift a little bit. We'll get back to the pain because it really, that pain is so general, but it has to do with these other two things we're gonna talk about. So I had gone to the, the three different things I had, I won't get into them specifically, but uh, one of them was dealing with an insurance company. And um, there was, <laughs> it was so funny how uh, an office, like a medical office, dental office, whatever, will have their policies and then there's a policy that the uh, insurance company has and they don't tend to communicate very well. And when I have uh, somebody that's in pain, it wasn't me, it wasn't for me. And I need to get them taken care of. It irritates me when um, a simple phone call or a simple change or tweak to their policy would have been made the whole situation different. And what it, what it ended up doing was causing two more days of pain or a day more that wasn't necessary and uh, it all worked out in the end, but it was just the resistance of the person I was on the phone with these customer service people. And funny enough, when we called back one of the companies that we were having some resistance with, we called them back, another person with a whole different attitude, better attitude, takes care of it in you know less than five minutes. So it, it could be done, I knew it could be done, it's just somebody didn't wanna take that extra step. Um, when I was in the grocery business as a kid, I was a box boy and we had, it's funny when I go, you know, it's, this is an, an old man thing to say, but when we were kids, we were raised a little bit different than some of the kids in these days. And and the kids then too weren't perfect. 
by any means, believe me. Um, I was in the grocery store and I asked somebody where something was, just a box boy or not just, but a courtesy clerk and asked him where something was. And instead of taking us over there, he guessed at two different aisles it could have been. Well, I was patient with him. I went over and checked the two different aisles and didn't find what I was looking for. But when we were, when we were kids, we were told to take that customer, walk them over to the spot where the stuff was at and um, make sure they were taken care of. And the next question was, look, is there anything else I can help you with? Generally, the answer was no. But that person left with a whole different view of me than I left with of the view of the kid that helped us or didn't help us really in, in the whole scheme of things. He helped us, you know, I was in the general area, but I had to still find what I was looking for. And, you know, when you go to a store and you're paying these prices and you're paying all this stuff, I think that we should expect kind of a back to the expectation podcast I did that we're going to get good service and we should. Um, things are not cheap. We know that uh, they're going up radically right now and um even though when things were less expensive we should have still expected that service and um so that brings me to my anger so now as i'm getting going through these processes trying to get this thing worked out with the insurance now my level i'm getting more angry and more angry as i go and now i'm getting shorter with the person on the other phone which is not helping the situation but I, I, this is the way I handle things. So um, now they're getting to the point where they're less eager to help me because now I'm saying things that probably aren't super complimentary. But um, but you know, not to take the any onus off me, they could have stopped that situation if they just would have been that person of possibility and fixed that situation before it got led to that. So. I know that all of you have experienced this and we were on, I was on a Zoom call this morning. We were talking about this customer service and um, I heard a great saying and it said, you know, if you go to a restaurant and you're ha unhappy with the, with the service or the food, you, when you're, ha you're happy with the food and service, you tell the cook and the waitress. If you're unhappy, you tell the owner. You don't need to spray it all over Facebook, which I did not, or spray it all over, but I'll tell you, I did contact the company that we were dealing with. Um, he was interested and expressed him that he'd like to hear the story. I told him the story and he never got back to me three days later. So that just tells me something about his character and the character of his company. And I won't do business with them anymore. So for you out there that own small businesses, I want to tell you how not to piss people off, get back to them and just be reasonable and understanding. I'm not saying the customer is always right. I was right. I'm just saying that if you don't communicate with somebody, and this could be in a relationship or anything, you're going to have a harder time. So um, I know that when, especially when my kids would work with me as a kid, I'm a little, o excuse me, when they were kids, I'm a little OCD and like things a certain way. And I know that my, if I didn't feel like they were trying or they, you know, were acting like they didn't care, I my level of anger came up. Not so much in the workplace, which is funny, but mostly at home. Uh, I would still kid with the kids now and say, hey, you want to help me with something? And they're like, I don't know, Dad. <laughs> and I, it's a joke now, but it wasn't a joke when I was younger when I wanted something done. And I think that's how I was raised, too. My dad was that way. But anger uh, is kind of like hate. And as much if you have a lot of anger inside of you, it can hold you back from a whole lot of good things. Um, I had a dealing with a person earlier this year where I, I would say I think, but I know he's greasy and he did something 
that he would never have done to me in front of me physically because he knows that I would have, uh, he would, so he doesn't know how I would react and, and I could react in a, in a really ugly way if somebody did something like that, but he did it kind of behind my back and, and uh, I'm still angry about that. I, I'm talking to my business coach, which was one of those subjects I was trying to put behind me and every time the subject comes up or I see that person, I just, the level, my anger level starts coming up again. Um, I know that, um, I had something to say, but, oh, I used to, uh, listen to a priest by the name of, um, Father Larry Richards, and he was so good at explaining the mass, explaining the Catholic church and explaining a lot of those things. But, and one of his, uh, things that he was struggled with was anger. So he would get upset with these altar servers and he would get upset with the people in the church and he would, and he would lash out and he would tell us that he'd have to confess a lot that he had this anger problem that he wanted to get over it. But back to the way it can hold you up. I mean, if you're, if you're just seeing red, as the saying goes, and you're trying to focus on something that, you know, a goal or an expectation, or you're trying to work in a business or something, this can be one of those parts that, that anger can take that part of your brain away that you need to be using to focus on. So, um, I guess the lesson to that is that we need to understand the difference between things happening to us or things happening in our vicinity. Um, I've told you this before that I had a friend that was going through divorce. He called me up and was saying uh, he couldn't believe all the things that were happening to him because his son's car broke down. And I said, you know, I almost said his name. I don't want to say his name. I said, you know, his, your son's car breaking down didn't happen to you your son's car broke down because it was probably a piece of junk. It just happened at the time when you're feeling like everything's coming down on you. And it was not happening to you. It was happening around you. And um, uh, he was one of those people that handled things or does still handles things very, he'll, he'll to me, I insult him, but he'll, he would pout about something or feel down or feel depressed. I'm exactly the opposite. When things like that happen to me, I get angry. So I, my anger Although it can be a trouble, it's also a great motivator because it gets me off my ass sometimes. And um, if I get mad at myself for not meeting expectations I had for myself, it generally will manifest itself in a better way to get me to do what I'm saying or do what I want to do. So, like I said, it's one of those uh, it's one of those emotions that I think everybody has it. You have to control it. You have to make sure that you're using it in the right way. And um, it's better to be a motivator than a uh, killer. And, you know, you can say things to people that hurt them very deeply and for a long time. So just a little warning out there and just to let you know, like I, like I try to get across on this podcast, this is about us kind of communicating. I'm opening up my life a lot, talking about things, things I need to get over. You may have the same situation that you want to get over or something similar. So I'd love to come on here and tell you I'm an expert. There's, there's way too many experts in the world that just don't sit down and kind of go, so what's up? Let's talk about it because um, not everybody's expertise is going to be, you know, good, useful for you. Um, and like I said, that, you know, going back to the word pain, that anger can lead to pain, right? Um, it can lead to pain in yourself and that self-hate or self-talk that you're not, you know, you shouldn't be doing to yourself, but it happens. It can lead to giving pain to others through something you say and hurt their feelings or things like that. 
Um, I, I always think it's funny when I say the sentence hurt my feelings because my mom used to say if somebody gets their feelings hurt, it's usually because they're sticking out too far. And I, I could I can be hurtful and I I haven't, you know, in years, I don't think, but I could be hurtful and say something to somebody that could definitely uh, hurt their feelings, whether they're sticking out or not. I could be pretty brutal. But, um, you know, you don't want to add pain to people's life and you don't want to have that pain. Um, this knee situation, the, the beauty of that is that it's going to be over, right? It's either going to, they're either going to fix it or they're going to chop my leg or they're going to do something. So more than likely, I'll be back at it very soon at a high level and uh, get back on this weightlifting and running and all that stuff that I want to do so I can get my body back in shape. So the last thing I was going to talk about, and um, this one's a tough one because it's one of these things like the pain and anger that you, you kind of have to anticipate in your life, but you can't get it in your head where you're making things up that could happen, right? Tragedy, like I said before, my definition of that is something that happens that affects you in the moment, seriously affects you, kind of stops the world from turning, and then has repercussions. It's going to, that tragedy could hurt so bad or it could affect so many people that it's going to affect you for a while, right? Things you got to take, you know, take care of. We had a uh, situation a couple of years ago that happened and it wasn't, uh, it wasn't like, you know, when, when somebody passes away at a, you know, and they're 85 or 90, you kind of understand that's the cycle of life, right? You can only live so long, you know, God only knows what happened in their life that brought them to that illness or whatever. It could just be old age. But when somebody dies and they're young, right? And I'm not even going to say the age because I don't want anybody extrapolating any, anything out of this. And you have to, that's hard enough, right? So you always, as a parent, and I didn't lose a child, but you always, as a parent, you know, I know parents that have lost children and it's, it's not natural, right? It's not natural for your child to die before you do. Um, and it's just sickening to the stomach. But we had a situation happen in our family that has, a, has been a great impact on us, right? Po some positive, a lot of negative, right? Things that we have, are, it's changed, it's completely changed our life. One of the reasons we've, we made a life change earlier this year because we needed to kind of reboot. And the fallout from that tragedy has impacted us greatly. And it's hard sometimes to get past it because, because it's just in your mind that it's so tragic that, and it changed things that I had to do on a daily and a weekly basis and added something back into my life that should have been in the past. I know this is cryptic, you know, but if you have a, I know in high school, we had a kid named Larry Kelhoffer. If any of you are listening to this, that, I went to high school with, you'll know that name immediately. Great kid, good looking, popular, just all, all the greatest things. I mean, the kid was like friends with everybody. He, didn't, he wasn't in any clique or anything. Um, he was out at lunch from school and they, there was a real bad car accident and ended up, Larry ended up getting killed in this car accident. And it was obviously 
incredibly shocking to the school, to the community, uh, obviously to his family. He had a brother, I think, only one brother. And this is something he's, you know, that's changed these people's life forever. And, but by the same token, it's something they need to not get over, but they need to deal with, right? They need to understand again, it didn't happen to them. It was something that happened to Larry and it affected, it was a ripple effect, affect everybody that knew Larry, all of us guys at school that knew him. Some people were really a lot closer to him. I know one guy that was like his best friend that had, it impacted him seriously negatively for the rest of his life. It's still impacting him. But this is this emotion thing. This is where we gotta, we gotta get things together. We have to compartmentalize our thoughts. We need to make sure we're not dwelling on these tragedies because we still have work to do, right? And that's taking care of people and maybe taking care of people that were affected from that tragedy and rearranging your life sometimes and you know uh just you know these things that can happen in your life are just devastating my dad died when i was 19 years old and i had had i had had unfortunately have lost i had lost uncles grandparents you know larry uh, some other kids in high school that had been uh killed in drunk driving accidents or what have you and um I don't know. I don't, I don't know what it means to deal, you know, well, you haven't dealt with it. I don't really know what that means. Uh, I went to work almost like the next day or the day, second day after he passed away because I just didn't want to dwell on it. Um, people were like, you know, you can take a couple more days off. And I just, I thought, well, what am I going to do? Just sit around. And there's that old saying that people would say to you, uh, you know, your father would want you to go on. And that's true. I, I think I, I, I believe in that. He would have not wanted me to, he wouldn't want his death to ruin my life, right? To start using drugs or, you know, do something that was negative. In fact, he would probably have wanted me to succeed in spite of that, you know, in light of that happening and remember him as I knew him and, you know, loved him and everything as my dad. Um, my mom did get remarried to another great guy. And I talk about him sometimes and I call him my dad too. So if I ever get you, if I ever bring it up, it's not, so confusing so he was like my stepdad but i was already older so so anyway um i know typically on these podcasts i ramble a little bit because i'm thinking and i'm, I'm trying to use my life experiences to help you get through your life experiences i i would much rather do that than try to make up shit and uh you know throw in details that weren't true to you know to, to bend the truth i'm not doing that i'll, I'll tell you exactly what I'm thinking, although I'll always leave people's names and things out because I just, it's not fair to them. It's their privacy. So now that tragedy that happened in our life, not to me, or I was in the vicinity of it, caused us a lot of pain, right? Caused people around me that I love a lot of pain. And as a father, you kind of have to be that, you know, rock, I guess, at some point. I'm looking at a rock that my wife got me that said I was her rock. And you have to um, lessen, you know, if you're going to have a weak moment, you need to not do it around that thing. And that kind of sounds like an old time tough guy thing, but I, I, I think it's true. You need to, you know, you need to manage your emotions. And when you're around the people that are, were affected by this, you need to be careful on what you say or what you do 
and um, help them, you know, learn how to manage those emotions and, and teach them too, that they need to have that time. Maybe it's a walk on the beach. Maybe it's a laying in bed at night, maybe whatever it is where they can, you know, have that, the fond memories and not dwell on the tragedy itself. So, like I said, that leads back to the pain issue. Um, you know, you have this pain of that loss, but you also have to get going. And so you kids or you adults or you people older than me, whatever, I, you've all lived through this at some level. And unfortunately, if you haven't, you probably will. And, um, and it sounds cold, but you have to, I don't know if you I was going to say you have to get over it, but I don't, I don't want to be so cold. You have to manage it. We'll say it that way. You have to make sure that if you have these goals set or you have these expectations for yourself and you have these things, you're going to have to manage the time you spend thinking about that. Um, listen, those, those, that pain and those tragedies can be great motivators, right? What would that person, who would that person want me to be is, I know people that have started foundations because of people that passed away or people that were related to, you know, drug deaths that have started, you know, going down that path. And that's great. Maybe that's your calling. And that should, that, that in itself should keep you, you know, keep your fire going about that person. And we do, we memorialize people like that. And that's awesome. I think that's great. Uh, we should, we should do that we should keep in mind that those people would have wanted us uh, to be good people. And we should remember how good of people they were, because even if the guy was, you know, a jerk or whatever, or it was, he was, a, whatever he did, there's still inherent good in that person. Just like I talked about inherent value that we need to remember. Right. And I always think it's funny when the funny peculiar, not funny, haha. Huh? When an actor or a musician or somebody passes away, um, and I'll tell you what, I'll, leave, I'll use Steve Jobs as an example. I, uh, I love Steve Jobs' work, okay? Separate here. As a man, as a father, as a husband, I'm not sure he was a great role model. And you know, I haven't read up on a lot of that. I've read enough to know that I don't really need to read anymore. His work, though, as a marketing person, as a business person, was phenomenal. I mean, Apple's not wouldn't be where they are if it wasn't for Steve Jobs. They, they obviously they could have been out of business in the '90s. And but it's funny how as the long as time goes on, especially with musicians and actors and stuff, these people start to become like bigger than life. Like they forget all that. You know, humans have short memories, which is good, I guess. But we we tend to forget, you know, anything bad they've done or or people they've hurt or whatever. And they become better musicians too, by the way. Um, I remember, and this is only my opinion, I'm not saying it way, but um, when Eddie Van Halen died, which was a huge loss, one of my favorite bands of all time, maybe my favorite band of all time, I always thought he was the best guitar player in the world. But when you used to listen to arguments between musicians or disc jockeys or whatever, he would be fourth or fifth down the list. You know, you'd have Jimi Hendrix, you'd have all these other people. And like I said, my, my opinion is my opinion. You know, I, I, I always thought he was one of the greatest guitar players or the greatest to me. He was anyway. And now it's not even a question, right? When you hear people talk about it now, it's not even a question that he was the greatest guitar player. Um, it's kind of like that, you know, LeBron Jordan. I know neither one of them 
passed away, but the LeBron Jordan greatest. So I grew up with Michael Jordan. We're about the same age. To me, he'll always be the best basketball player. Now, you can argue all you want about LeBron and, you know, Kobe and all those guys. It's just that I grew up with him. That's who I would consider the best basketball player of all time. There's obviously so many different ways to be the best. And it's just funny. I just won't get any argument because I'm not going to change my mind. But anyway, kind of going back to what we were talking about, uh, this tragedy thing, like I said, I don't, you, you kind of have to anticipate that it could happen, but you can't dwell on it. What happened to us, I would have never thought in a million years would have happened to us. I never thought it would have happened to anybody I knew. And when people would tell me about a similar situation 20 years ago, I'm like, I can't even imagine that happened. So, but I can tell you with this certainty that what the positives that have come out of this tragedy are amazing. Um, uh, and like I said, if I got into it, I'd kind of allude to who it is I'm talking about, but there were some very great things that came out of this and lifelong things that are going to be good for everybody involved. Um, but the pain will never go away. That pain of that person not being here will never go away. Um, like I said, I don't dwell on it, but there's no doubt in my mind I think about it, think about that person on a regular basis and wish they were sitting here right next to me. So um, that's, some, that's that pain we're just, we just got to manage. And it's not pain like my leg. Like I said, my leg pain is going to go away. This pain will never go away. But it's also that love will never go away. The love I have for this person will never go away either. In fact, I think it actually grows greater. Kind of goes back to what I was just saying. Once somebody's gone, you kind of uh, tend to, you know, wish they were here, wish they, you give them more latitude than you might have when they weren't here. And you think about, hopefully you're thinking about the best things about that person. So kind of to sum this thing up, since I am starting to ramble a little bit, I have a great guest, by the way, coming on Thursday. I'll probably post that on Friday. You do not miss this and share the hell out of this podcast and the one I'm going to send you. Um, oh, the one that's going to be out on Friday. Just remember this, you know, a couple things. Pain, you can manage it. Stay focused on your goal. If you have, uh, you know, you got something coming up and you're, you're working hard on it, you're working out, you're getting in shape, you're doing it, keep it up, okay? Those people, if, it's, if you're in pain about losing somebody, they would want you to keep it up. Uh, I guarantee you why they would. Um, I get this, I get questions from my kids about their kids sometimes. And I always say, you know, what would you tell your kids to do? And my daughter will say, Hey, what should I do in this business situation? I say, Well, what would you tell your daughter? And she'll give me an answer. I say, Well, there's your she says, you never steer your kids wrong. You'd never intentionally tell them to do something that was the wrong thing to do, didn't help them move forward. So manage that pain. Tragedy is part of life. Um, it hurts, man. I'll tell you, it, it hurts bad and depending on your relationship with it, whatever tragic, you know, whatever tragedy happens, tragedy happens to somebody, it's, it's hard, but you've, you've got to manage it, right? And you can, there can be good comes out of it. A lot of good can come out of it. And this anger thing, I can tell you, I am so much better than I used to be anger wise. Um, but it slips in there sometimes. It's like hate. Sometimes that hate slips in and hate, hate will just eat you up from the inside out. 
and anger will do the same thing. It's, they're very relatable, but it can also be a motivator. So manage it, you know, know which one's which. So anyway, um, if you know somebody that wants to be on my podcast or you want to be on my podcast, email me at edfranklin.nolimits at gmail.com. Don't forget the dot, edfranklin.nolimits at gmail.com. If you know somebody that wants to be on, please, uh, you know, help. If they want to advertise their business or whatever, we'll have a conversation about whatever, and I'll give them plenty of time to talk about their business. If you uh, would please share my podcast, I would appreciate it. I changed up my LinkedIn a little bit today to hopefully share that more. Um, anything you can do to help me get listeners is a big help. If you have some advice, I'll take advice. I might not listen. Just kidding. I'll listen. No. No, I'm kidding. I will listen to it, and I'll take it under advisement. Um, you, There's a lot of people listening to this that know a lot more about social media and things like that than I do. I think I told you, remember, in last Thanksgiving, I really didn't even know what a podcast was, and here I'm on my second season, second episode. So don't be afraid to be great. Um, make sure you share this uh, podcast, and please let, reach out to me if you need anything and see what we can do and change the world. Have a great week. Thank you.